Grace, mercy, peace, it's all yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Over the last four weeks, we've been looking at this sermon series called What the World Needs Now. And just a a real quick recap, in in week number one, we talked about how we need some more hope, and not just any kind of hope, not I hope the sun comes out later today, but a certain hope that we received in Jesus alone. Week number two, we talked about how we needed to be more honest, honest with each other, honest with ourselves, honest with our God about the wreckage of sin in our lives. And then we heard about how honest and how adamant God was about rescuing us and saving us from that sin. Last week, we talked about needing some more joy, some freedom that leads to joy. And in Jesus, he has set us free and we have all the joy in the world because we are children of God forgiven by Christ. Today, As we make one more stop before we come back here on Christmas Eve, we're going to talk about good news. We need some more good news, because I I don't know about you, but as as I play out the newsreel of 2020, it just seems like it's one bad story after another, right? In fact, this last week, I just spent a little time kind of thinking through that, and, and I just wanted to share with you what, what are probably some of the top stories of the year. Number one, no shocker, COVID-19. Every day, dozens and dozens of times a day, news report after news report after news report on this pandemic that's been going on since, what, early March, right, something like that. You can't escape it, can't avoid it, it's there. And that leads me to, to another big news story, which is kind of connected to the first one, a struggling economy. In some ways, we've been pretty blessed in a military town. The military's still getting paid, I'm still getting paid, but, but if, if we know family and friends that live in other parts of the country, there's some people really struggling right now to make ends meet, and small businesses have closed, and it's, it's just been rough. For a lot of people. Another big news story that we've seen, racial and social unrest, and I didn't even put this on there, but I thought just this morning, right, political stuff too in an election year, that's been filling up our news feeds, and it's usually not good stuff. It's bad. If you're into sports and follow the world of sports, the year started out with a basketball icon And you even saw live footage of smoke coming from the wreckage of a helicopter that he and his daughter and and numerous other people died in. Then the Olympics. I totally forgot about this. I don't know if you remembered, but we were supposed to have some Olympic Games, 2020, Tokyo, but they canceled them, along with so many other seasons and sports. And here's the deal. I am not even scratching the surface. (laughs) I haven't even talked about about families struggling to make ends meet, high unemployment, and I haven't even begun to address what's happened in your life personally, in your families, and in your little part of the world. 
And I don't know about you, but it just seems like 2020 has been one bad news reel after another. And it'd just really be nice to get some good news. Well, I got good news for you today. And I don't know if you know this or not, but there's actually an entire network dedicated to good news, right? If you could just put the remote down, turn off CNN, turn off Fox, turn on MSNBC and NPR, wherever you get your news, there's actually one that will give you good news. I didn't believe it at first either, but it's true. And I kind of stumbled across it. Right, this last week I did what any good theologian does getting ready for a sermon. I pulled out Google and I just typed in good news. You know what was number one on the feed? It was called the Good News Network, GNN. Again, I didn't believe it, but there it was. And, and so, hey, I'm intrigued. They got me. And I clicked on it. And I'm, I'm kind of reading through a few of the stories. I'm reading the About Us section on their website. And it's true. It's a network dedicated to only good news. They only report on the good stuff happening locally, but even around the world. Whew, that was kind of refreshing. It's true. Don't Google it now, but, but go this afternoon. Google good news and see what comes up. And here's the deal. Maybe it was kind of cool to see because... We need, we want, we crave some good news in a world and in a year that just seems like it's all bad. But I got even better news for you than that. Sure, go Google GNN later and, and, and get some of those feel-good stories, but I got better news for you than that, and it's not news for me, but it's news from him. And today, Jesus wants to speak into your hearts and into your lives and into 2020 some good news for you today. And it's good news found in Isaiah chapter 52. We read the whole thing, and, and we'll look at a few passages in just a minute. But, but in order to understand the good news that Isaiah is preaching to them, we really need to know what's going on. Why would this be good news to them? Well, we know this, right? We know that the nation of Israel was God's chosen people. God promised to love them. He promised to, to protect them. He promised to care for them. He, he promised to send them a savior. But sadly, they didn't care. Time and time again, they rebelled against God. They, they plugged their ears to God's pastors and prophets like Isaiah when they came and said, hey, repent and come back to God. They said, nah. There was even times that they turned to false gods, and it was bad enough that they worshipped another god, but you know what they sometimes did? It'd be the equivalent of, of, of bringing in idols and false gods, setting them up all over the altar, and then worshipping those false gods right in the face of God Almighty. Yet God still wanted them. God still called them to repent and turn back, and he said, I'm waiting with open arms to love and forgive you, but sadly, they kept running from God. And so God said, okay, there's going to be consequences for your actions, and the consequences would ultimately come in foreign nations coming and taking them into exile. 
Now, but when Isaiah writes these words, the northern tribes of Israel, right? If you recall, there was a civil war among God's people, and they divided up. Ten tribes to the north, two to the south. When Isaiah writes these words, the northern tribes were already gone. A nation called Assyria had already come in, and they had carried out punishment, really on God's behalf, for their rebellion and wickedness against him. And the southern kingdom, Isaiah's writing to, they're faced with the Babylonian army coming into their homeland, destroying it and carting off anybody that's left into exile. And so to say that, that it was one bad news story after another for God's people at that point, probably an understatement just like 2020, there wasn't a whole lot of good news to go around. Hey guys, guess what? It's bad enough God, God's punishing us, but now a, a foreign nation's going to come and we're going to have to be in exile and it's our own fault. Yay. <laughs> Live at nine. These people, these people could really use some good news. What about you? Could you use some good news today? In a world, in a year, that it seems like it's one bad news report after another. I think all of us could use some good news, but, but I'm not even talking about what's going on out there. Do you know who talks to you? Who, that, who you listen to more than anyone else, do you know? Yourself, absolutely. And so you know what that means? It means that all of us here today have an internal news feed that's going through the highlights of our day, our week, the last couple of months, maybe the last year or, and beyond. We all have one. What's your saying? For some of us, that internal news feed is, is remembering the words that were spoken maybe even years ago. We're remembering when we were told that we wouldn't become anything special. We didn't measure up. We weren't good enough to make the team. We weren't pretty enough, and he dumped us. And even to this day, that news feed keeps playing those words again and again and again. And, and even when you're not thinking about it, you're living that way, right? Because you're working so hard to get the likes on social media, to get the approval of your spouse, to get that teacher to say that job well done, to get your boss to recognize what you did, and you'll do anything, and I mean anything, so that you can feel like you are worthy and you measure up. Some of you, that news feed that keeps playing again and again and again is images or sound of what he said to you or what she did to you. And you can't believe they would have actually done that at all to you and your mind keeps playing it again and again and again and it only fans into flame that anger and that grudge that you've been harboring for a week, a month, or five years. Some of you, your news feed is this. You're, you're consumed with worry, right? You're so concerned about everything and anything. And that's what's on your mind daily, and that's what drives you to live your life the way you do, kind of in a frantic pace, and you can't break free, even though you want to. 
Some of you, the, the, the news feed is, is this thought of, I have to do everything and I have to get everything done and it's all dependent on me. And so you jump into everything and every project, even though you know you shouldn't, even though you know your body mentally, physically, spiritually, it's not good for you, but, but yet you keep doing it as if the world revolves around you and it will fall apart if you don't do it. Some of you, it's financial frustrations that you keep thinking about. Some of you, it's just a daily grind, maybe. And maybe some of you, it is. You watch too much news, and you need to just turn it off and enjoy your family, enjoy life, but you can't, and you're so consumed with the latest news, and you're so worried about trying to fix something in another city, in another state, that you have no control over, while your own family, in your own little part of the world, is struggling because they need you. What is going through your internal news feed? What's playing through that feed e even today? What's it saying? You're not good enough? You're not smart enough? You're not pretty enough? You don't work hard enough? I can't believe what she did. I can't believe I did that. I don't know about you, but if you're anything like me, you got that feed, and it can be sometimes exhausting. And it'd be really nice to get some good news once in a while. Well, you've come to the right place, because God's got good news for you today. In the words of Isaiah, this is what he says. He says, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Now, I don't know if you remember, we actually read these verses a couple months ago. The Apostle Paul in the New Testament quoted them. And so when we think about feet... I don't know if anybody thinks about feet being beautiful. Maybe some of you ladies, after you get them all done and you're out there on the beach and you take your Instagram shot of it and post it. But generally speaking, I don't think we think of feet being beautiful and pretty. What do we think of? Stinky, dirty, grimy. They're just not beautiful, right? Yet Isaiah says, how beautiful are, are the feet of those who bring good news. You ever think about that? Maybe it's the doctor's office who calls and says the tests are negative. Maybe it's hearing from your kid that you're going to be a grandma again. <laughs> Maybe it's finding out that she said yes and you're excited, or, or, or he made the honor roll, or she made the team, or we're going to get to see family for Christmas. That's good news. And Isaiah says, how beautiful are those who bring good news. How beautiful are their feet. But he's not just talking about good news the way I just described it. He's talking about better news than that. Right? And in context to the people he's speaking to, he's telling them this. And Isaiah's feet are the beautiful ones proclaiming this on God's behalf. He's reminding them of this truth. God has not left you. I know that that news feed looks really bad, and I know that as you look to the east, you see the Babylonians coming, and you know it's not going to be good, but all is not lost. God will not abandon you. 
It's the good news that, that God is going to keep his promise, right? Remember the promise of God, the ultimate promise of God, all the way back in the Garden of Eden, he's going to send a Savior, and he's going to, that Savior, Micah says, is going to be born in Bethlehem, and so if that's true, then you are not going to be an exile in a foreign land forever. Eventually, your God's going to bring you home. You're going to be free again. He's going to bring you home, and he's going to keep his word to send you a Savior. That's really the good news Isaiah is talking about. He's talking about Jesus. And isn't that the message of Christmas? This is still the message that God speaks to you today, four or five days away from Christmas, and we think about the internal news feed, we think about the actual news feed out in the world, and none of it seems all that good, but then God comes to us in his word, and he says, don't forget, I'm still in control. It's the good news that God says, I have come. I have come to this messed up world to find you, to save you. It's the message of a Savior who has come to free us from that internal news feed, to forgive us, to tell us it's not dependent on us. I've got this. It's the good news that a Savior has been born for us. A Savior who came to give us peace and joy and comfort and forgiveness and life like no other. It's the message that Jesus has come and forgiven you and he's made you alive when you were dead. That's really the message of Christmas, isn't it? It's so much more than a little baby swaddled in a manger and candles lit while we feel fuzzy singing, singing Silent Night. That's not even close. <laughs> Christmas is about Christ who came to die for us. And so really in many ways, the beginning of this good news or maybe the fulfillment of this good news are found in the baby in the manger. And so you know what that means? It means that Jesus' feet are the most beautiful feet ever. But I think of Jesus in the manger, right? You got those little baby feet. And maybe some of you are thinking back to when your kids had feet like that big and, and their, their toes are so small and they're so cute and we even make imprints of them and, and mementos. But our kids' feet grow. They grow and, and no longer are they necessarily so cute. Now they're a little dirty and grimy and smelly and we have to remind our kids, change your socks and and all of that stuff, and we don't often picture them as beautiful. Well, Jesus' beautiful, tiny little feet grew too. They grew and they walked a dusty road, a lonely road, for you. They walked a road where he would be abandoned and betrayed by those closest to him. They walked a road where he would have to go 12 rounds with a guy named Satan, but he wouldn't give in at all, and he did it for us. Eventually, those feet would be betrayed and arrested. They'd be shackled and dragged to and from trial after trial after trial. And eventually, those feet would have spikes driven through them, and blood would drip off his toes, drop 
by drop by drop until those feet moved no more. But then those feet that were bloody, beaten, and dead came back to life. And it was those beautiful feet of Jesus that walked out of his tomb alive, declaring the victory. Letting you know that the war is over, the battle is won, the victory is yours. Because of him. Again, right, that's the message of Christmas. The God who took on human flesh, who had feet just like yours, and who lived perfectly in our place and then died to pay for all of your sins in full. It's the message of a God who loved you so much that he came on that rescue mission to clean up and to make sinful messes like us something beautiful. Forgiven, holy children of our Father in heaven. That's some good news. That's the good news of Jesus that sets us free forever. It's good news that God shared with us. And it's good news that God says he wants shared. Listen to how Isaiah ends this section. He says, The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. Isaiah makes it pretty clear who Jesus came for and who the message of Jesus is for. All nations. All people. Jesus didn't just come for a certain group of people who lived during a certain time period. He came for everyone. And Jesus never counted the cost. He he never looked at at how how he was going to get the raw deal to set us free. He came because he loved you. He was born by choice. He died by choice. He rose by the power of the Most High for you. And he made sure that in time you would hear that news and know his love. Because the good news was for all people, it was for you. And so I I want you to think about this. I want you to think of the feet of the person who brought you the good news of Jesus. Maybe it was your mom or dad when you were little. And they told you that that Jesus loves you, and this we know because the Bible tells us so. Maybe for some of you it wasn't your parents, but it was a grandparent. Maybe it was an aunt. Maybe it was an uncle. Maybe it was a pastor. Maybe it was a teacher. maybe, Maybe it was a friend later on in life. But at some point, God made sure that somebody told you the good news so that you would know and you would believe in a God who loves and saved you through his son, Jesus. At some point, somebody loved you so much that they wanted you to know that Jesus loves you too. Somebody wanted to make sure that you knew that Jesus died for your sins too. Yes, even that one. And you're free. 
God made sure that the good news of Jesus' birth, death, and resurrection came to you. Because it's for all people. And so somebody's beautiful feet came and told you. Now, I want you to think about who's going to think that your feet are beautiful. I want you to think about that person that your beautiful feet can go and share the message of Jesus with. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a friend that you, you've hung out with a lot, but you've actually never had the courage to even share your faith, although they know you believe, but you've yet not talked to them about it. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's a child who's drifted. And that's hurt. But maybe now is the time to reach out to them again and, and let them know the light's on, the arms are open, and, and Jesus is waiting to forgive them. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's a grandchild. Maybe it's that person you work with. Maybe it's the person you see every day who hands you a cup of coffee, but you've never actually invited them to anything Jesus-related at all. Maybe today's the day. Maybe it's that family that your kids go to school with or play soccer with, and again, you see them all the time, maybe today's the day to invite them. And I know, I know, it's not easy, it can be scary, but you have good news to share. Good news that you gotta share. Because what do we do when we get good news? You hear about the birth of a child. You hear about the treatments going well. You hear about the 50% off sale at Best Buy on the electronics they've been looking to get. What do you do? You post about it. You share it. You tell everybody that will listen. You've got better news than that. Way better news than that. News that, that Jesus made sure was shared with you. And now he says, I want you to share it with others. Tell them that they got a God who loves them too. Tell them that Jesus came for them too. Tell them that, that even though we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, Jesus took the punishment. He was perfect in every way and he has set us free so that we can have joy no matter what the 2021 news feed is going to say and beyond because we got Christ. Share it. Maybe an easy way I can give you to do that this year is there's still these cards out on the table. Go up to that person, whoever I mentioned, whoever that is for you, and, and invite them to come with you. If they say no, okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> but they might just say yes. They might just be sitting next to you on Christmas Eve hearing what you're going to get to hear, that Jesus was born for them. <laughs> Friends, we got good news to share. Good news of great joy that is for all people. Today we thank God that someone shared it with us. 
And today we ask God that he will use us to share it with others. Amen.